0: Yeah, well, you know, I, I'll tell you um, what you're doing is amazing because it's not just touching people, minimum abundance it's not just touching people here in the U.S., but around the world. They're getting a chance to hear and listen to people who are who they may not get a chance to listen to and that they're average day people and that right now, men of abundance, you have people knocking down your doors to to put out their product or to put out their message and 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 what you're doing is is man it's it's gonna be hard to duplicate by anybody so hey brother keep doing what you're doing it's beautiful it's amazing i enjoy each and every one and i look forward to 200 more episodes
1: All right, guys, this is episode 100 of Men of Abundance. I cannot believe it has been over a year since I started this podcast, and I have truly talked to some amazing people, men and women, people that I would have never, never, ever been able to have a conversation with had I not built this platform and built a audience for them to talk to. Now, some of these people I've talked to, as you know, are CEOs. I've talked to the COO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. That was Cameron Harold. I mean, I've talked to some amazing people. I've talked to people that are making $200,000 a month to people that are making $80,000 a year and less, but nonetheless living their life of abundance in their own right. And guys, I'm telling you right now, I saved somebody for episode 100 that is truly just going to blow your mind. I know this because I've known this man for many years. We've served in the military together. We've served as Equal Employment Specialists together, EEO. I use Equal Employment Specialists, so those civilians of you out there don't know what an equal opportunity advisor is. And we'll get a little bit into that into the conversation. I got to tell you, I really don't know where this conversation is going to go. Because this guy, (laughs) he's he's just the most amazing thing to watch when he's got his bucket list. He's out doing his bucket list. He's doing his thing. He's living his life still on active duty, and just doing wonderful things for so many people wherever he goes. And I You know, I don't have a bio for him, but I'm going to read to you real quick what he put when I he got signed up on the Skype form or on my scheduling form. He put this, and this just really outlines who he is. I'm a little bit of what the world needs me to be, and a little bit of what they want me to be. Simply put, respect me, I respect you. Men of abundance, I want to introduce you to Mr. Isaac Day. Isaac, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing?
0: man it's, it's great it feels man you just gave me i got i got goosebumps just just listen to you uh my friend and uh i've been waiting and waiting for this day yeah like we've can, been planning you know, this
1: day for a long time man
0: yeah absolutely man and just watching how your show has grown um simply it, it's, it's blessed my life you know like you said 99 times a fold you know just, just seeing how uh, everything has grown and and um How I've benefited from it, I got my son listening to uh, Men of Abundance because he's 15, but he's going to – 18 is right around the corner.
1: Man, I appreciate that. I really do. Where are you at in the world today?
0: Uh, Right now I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, My son had a basketball tournament.
1: That's awesome. And before we got started talking on the show, guys, um, Isaac ended up in Las Vegas because he was asked at the last minute to coach his son's basketball team. And he had never coached a basketball team. Uh, Isaac, I want you to share a little bit of what you was talking about before we got started here, if you would. So
0: with with all honesty, I am not a basketball guy. I don't know anything about basketball, but I support my son in anything he wants to do. So at the last minute, one of the coaches had uh, backed out. And the guy who runs the uh, organization asked me to step in, so I flew in. And, um, man, we literally just finished this tournament, and we won it all. (laughs) <laughs> and it was the most amazing feeling because, one, I again, I don't know anything about basketball, but what I do know is people. And so I, after each game, I will let a different person be the captain. And based on their strengths, I said, hey, just this, this do you. Just be who you are. I don't need you to be Michael Jordan. Be you.
1: Man, I and love that. That, that is just amazing. That is beautiful. That just, again, shows just who you are. So as you know, before we get too much into the show, I like to start out every single show with an attitude of gratitude. I know you've got so much to be grateful for. What do you have to be grateful for today, Isaac?
0: Man, brother, I, I'm absolutely grateful for um, like people like yourself. I have some absolutely amazing friends, beautiful inside and out. And um, every day, no matter what what's going on, I'll get two or three phone calls, and, and man, when things are going well or, or not well, um, we, afterwards, we, we finish up those conversations, and, and you know, it's, it's empowering to know that um, we all have the same struggles, and we all have the same successes, but it's, it's good to just reflect and enjoy in uh, each other's moments.
1: Yeah, it really is. I've found it even so much more important over the last year, throughout my career. I mean, anytime I've ever been able to excel in life, it was because I had others on my side and I was following somebody who was just a little bit further ahead than myself or even way further ahead than myself. And I was trying to follow in their footsteps and, um, Just being that much more successful. But at the end of the day, when we're in in the Army, we call it an after action report, action, action, review. And, you know, we sit down and reflect on what just happened, good or bad, and we take that opportunity to learn from it. And I absolutely love that. That's wonderful. So, as you know, here on Men of Abundance, we're going to get into your story. We're going to get into your kick in the gut moment. We're going to get into your pivot point and a little bit about what you're doing now and where you see yourself going in the future. But we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you could just share a little bit with us about yourself. Let's get a little bit personal.
0: Okay. Well, um, again, I'm Isaac Day. I'm a combat medic, uh, 22 years in the military as of the 5th of July, which is a uh, in itself you know, a, a blessing um i got a lot of non-profits that i help out but um mostly uh, i spend a lot of my time you know working with the homeless um the domestic violence shelters um working with my kids any sport any activity uh they're doing to support them in any way i can and i'm uh, just trying to be a good good person be a, a great human being you know it's all about humanity
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna grab some of the videos while I'm thinking about this um, as I'm editing this show. In the show notes, I'm going to have some of the videos uh, from your Facebook page uh, because they're out there public for the world to see. So I feel comfortable doing that uh, with uh, the crazy antics that you set up sometimes on Facebook Live. But usually you're just doing these videos and posting them on Facebook like taking a random stranger's drink out of their hand and asking them <laughs> – <laughs> and sipping <laughs> off the straw or eating some licking their ice cream or something at down at uh the dole plantation or something it just cracks me up when you do that kind of stuff but it's just another one of these days i just see you getting punched in the eye but you're just such an approachable man that it just doesn't happen and i don't know i don't know what to think about that sometimes so what what's going through your mind when you come up with something like that well you know
0: i you know, i tell um people I meet and, and, and those who have known me and I, I let them know, you know, I, I'm different and it, and it has caused me, you know, friends and family but I'm always myself. I, I I look at life, it is better to lose others than to lose myself to fit in. So, you know, my bucket list I, yeah, I do do some crazy things um, but to me uh, it's, it's a sense of connection because after I do it, we end up, you know, exchanging numbers and they're like, hey, you know, you travel? Yeah, I travel. You know, and I'm constantly meeting uh, new folks, and and through those experiences, uh, people learn to laugh yeah. and not be so serious. You know, it's 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 um, if you walk around with the angry face, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a smile on your face. That's that's Isaac, in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it completely. So, you know. I could pick out a couple kick-in-the-gut moments in your life that I personally know about, but oh, wow. I want you to own this. I want you to share one of those kick-in-the-gut moments that maybe I don't know about, and I'd actually prefer that, um, but either way, it's up to you. Share one of your kick-in-the-gut moments and something that really took you to your knees, and make us feel that.
0: Okay, I, I would say, Wally, my, um, my kick-in-the-gut moment, and it's, it's really, as I sit here, thinking about it, it really hurts to, just to think about it, would have to, to definitely be um, the first soldier I lost that worked directly to, under me uh, to suicide. And for me, uh, getting that phone call, because the signs were there, um, I spoke to the leadership, um, tried to get this person help, but they knew the right thing to say uh, to not get help. And so when I did get the phone call it was like I told you. Like it, you know it it really it made me look at life totally different. People will get help when they want to get help. I cannot force anyone to get help. And so you know I always had that attitude if you're feeling down I'll fill you up. You know more so like I'm going to bring this this energy this it's optimism, and, and you're gonna you're gonna feed off it. And if, you know, there's some people out there uh, that are like inter, um I call it energy vampires. They just suck your energy. But that gives me that gives me more energy. But when I got that phone call, I thought about his wife. I thought about his four kids not growing up with a father. I thought about the stats that say if you commit suicide, um, your kids are seven times more likely to commit suicide. All that stuff ran through my head. These kids are going to grow up without a father. And what am I going to say to those little ones when they get old enough to ask me what happened? What was my dad like? Yeah. And to this day, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I, I think if, if you love someone, if you care for someone, ask those hard questions. Are you okay? Are you really okay? Because happiness... You know, I believe it It depends upon the quality of your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I feel that, brother, and I feel that personally because I've been there myself. Um, and I know what you're saying about those personality tests and how they ask the right questions. I had a soldier when I was in Fort Hood that was actually sent back to my organization from Iraq because he had some serious mental issues going on and he took the GAT and I can't remember what the GAT stands for but Men of Abundance the GAT is basically this it's a series of questions to ask if we are in a position to where we may end up hurting ourselves or someone else that's the bottom line that's what it's it's really for but bottom line is he passed that thing I mean when he took this test he answered it honestly and the bottom line is he had multiple personalities and I can go into some of the stories that we've had he's been hospitalized many times and it all culminated in an event people that don't want to receive help they know the right questions to answer many of the time and Isaac I don't I hope you don't mind my sharing this but men of abundance Isaac is one of those guys that I've had to call a couple times on on the carpet and say hey guy what do you you know how's it going what do you, what's going on in your world today because I know that Isaac has suffered from PTSD for many years and And uh, he's the happiest guy I know, but at times I can see it because I'm his friend and I've known him for a long time that he needs a guy to talk to. And Isaac will call me out of the blue sometimes, uh, and we'll just have a conversation. I want you as a man to be there for the men in your community in the same way, just like Isaac is.
0: And I I think that's important. Um, One of the things I I tell people that I'm friends with, family, 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 some people I don't even know. I'll give them a, hey, if you ever need someone to talk to, pick up the phone and call me. And I'll tell you, um, like you said, Wally, there's been a, a few times where I called you up because, you know, at the end of the day, whether it was um, my my guy who committed suicide or you know, we've both been deployed and, and we seen some, you know, things that are not so pleasant. And it's it's certain dates for me. That really, when that day comes up, I feel it. And I make it a point to reach out and talk to someone that I want, that respects me and loves me, just just like I love them. You know, and, and they'll put things in perspective because, you know, we all, we all have our moments. No one is perfect. And as I said earlier, when you focus on problems, you will have more problems. When you focus on possibilities, you will have more opportunities. Mm. So... As I called you on those many times, you know, more opportunities will open up to me through you. I saying, hey, Isaac, like, hey, look at it like this. Have you thought about this? And a lot of times I didn't. I was like, wow, okay.
1: Yeah, and you know, I take that sometimes and I look at this and let's put it to where it's at. You're black, I'm white. You've lived a different life than I have because of the color of your skin. Now, your parents are white. But that doesn't change the fact that the color of your skin is black. So you've been treated differently than I have throughout the nation because you and I have traveled all over the world and all of the United States. And you have a different perspective on life than I do, even though we've known each other for many years. And I cherish that. I personally, truly embrace and I just get so energized um, in diversity. I I just do, because there's so much to learn from other people and the way they are, and that's why I love sitting down and having these deep conversations with you, man, because sometimes the way, you you know, you'll bring something up, and I'm like, damn, I never, one, I don't really, I never saw it that way, I'm not sure that I agree with it, but that's Isaac's reality, man, and I just roll with it. I just say, okay, I, got, I have to accept it for what that is. And that's not the way I've seen it. And I have other friends that are, I've had these conversations with as well. And I, it just makes me reflect on it and ponder and really helps me as a man understand other people. And that's ultimately what I really want to do.
0: You know, it's, it's, it's amazing that you brought up the uh, situation with race. And, um, and I wanted to touch upon that. You know, living on both sides you know, having parents who God took up the oven too soon. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, or as my dad would say, you know, God left me an oven too, too long. <laughs> um, I look at uh, race, because I hear it when I'm around people who look like me, they will say certain things that normally they wouldn't say in <laughs> front of you, and vice versa. I have, I have a lot of different friends, and, and they're like, well, you're not like the others. I'm like, well, what are the others like? And that's, One of the biggest things that um, I think we, as a human race, because that's what we are, we're a human race, we have to look past our colors, our differences, because when you start to talk to someone, you'll be amazed at how much you have in common. Brother, I'll tell you, you and I, we have more in common than anyone I've, I've known in the military. And we look totally different. We stand for the same principles, dignity, respect, and honor.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got those indoctrinated uh, institutional values in common for sure. Uh, and we've also got our individual values as well. Some of those individuals, individual values between you and I are aligned. But some of them just inherently in the fact that we've lived all over the world in different places, we some of our values aren't exactly aligned. And what I mean by that is not necessarily values, but just the way that we see certain events and the way we see certain things um, might be a little bit different just because of our experiences. And like I said, I embrace that. It's, it's a learning point for me.
0: Uh, yeah, and and I've, I've learned through my travels. You know, I, I go all over the world. South America, Thailand, Indonesia, Singapore, um, Dubai. Like, I travel. And I have my bucket list. And my bucket list may be eat an eat a ice cream in Dubai. You know, maybe that's simple. But I will... Absolutely, check it off my list. And, and through my travels, I've learned that when it comes to different cultures, I don't compare my culture or my life to others. There's no comparison. If I could give a, a, um, an example of that between the, you know, if you, if you look at the sun and the moon, you know, there's no comparison. They both shine when it's their time. And the same thing with, with getting to know someone. Um, I believe that 99.9% of our problems here in the U.S. and around the world can be handled through you know, respectful dialogue.
1: 100% agree. You know, one of the stories that really kind of sends that home for me personally, one of my experiences is when I was in uh, Kazakhstan and we're sitting around a table and it's me, three other paratroopers, a, um, a Russian colonel and we're they have the blue beret i was in 82nd airborne at the time we had the maroon beret and we're talking about uh the differences in our beret and which is better who's better you know and that, the colonel says he's got a translator because he had never sat down in front of americans in his life and we're sitting there ironically enough drinking vodka and he says this is how our differences should be settled sitting down around a freaking table drinking vodka, and have the conversation right here. We shouldn't be sending our sons and daughters into, and I'm not going to get political on this stuff right now, but the bottom line is, is we have differences. We recognize that, and as much battle as this colonel had seen in his life, he just felt more comfortable sitting down with with these americans that he had never sat with before and he had these other preconceived ideas about that he we befriended i mean we shared uniforms and stuff and it just i get chills just thinking about it because those are the events in my life that i like to share with all of the abundant leaders out there and showing that yes we have differences let's embrace those differences and let's capitalize on that because we can be so much better off with all the different minds coming together
0: and you know what, you brought up a great point. I tell folks, if you're really serious about being open to other cultures, if you're serious about change, you have to go through uncomfortable situations. Up, trying to dodge the process. It's the only way to grow. Absolutely only way to grow. It is in fact. And we can, you know, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my, my oppression and denial of my humanity and my right to exist that's when i have a problem but other than that as long as we respect each other hey bro i i love everyone hell if a martian landed on earth tomorrow i'll be the first one to however they want me to greet them i'll greet them that way that's isaac
1: i agree and one of the other things that always aggravated me about this as i traveled with other soldiers to all these different countries or even when i'm just traveling in general and i see other Americans in a different country and I've seen people actually get pissed off because what do you mean you don't speak English and why don't you understand this and understand that's like dude you're not in America man you know you need to embrace this culture you're here you came here for a reason especially if you're a tourist and you want to embrace the culture don't come here and expect the the what you're used to in your hometown and where you're from and you know what, half the time when I go talk to the same people they were talking to, they do speak English. It's just once I make a uh, vested effort to communicate with them in the way they're used to being communicated with, they open up. And they say, That's, that, this is the reason why so many uh, countries around the world are, perceive the United States as being arrogant and you know boastful and stuff like that because of individuals like that. And it just drives me nuts. It's like if you're going to go to another culture, embrace that culture, learn from that culture.
0: Absolutely. And as you stated, to, to put it all in a nutshell, you know, I think the most beautiful people are those who take the time to be kind. If, you just, if you're just kind and willing and open to, to open up yourself and, and um, I guess, listen. You know, I can entertain someone else's thoughts and ideologies. Um, that, that's not going to change who I am. I can still respect their thoughts and how they do
1: business. still be who I am so what does that look like as far as being kind what you're doing for your community and things I want I know you don't like talking a whole lot about yourself and exactly what you do uh, for other people in in the community you know like just stopping what you're doing to go coach your son's basketball team in, in another state what are some other things that you're doing what does that look like or maybe not necessarily that you're doing but you see that other people are doing
0: well, I will talk about some of the things. That, and, you know, I don't like talking about the things I do, but I will. Um, you know, when I was in Hawaii, you know, I was there for almost seven years. Um, one of the things I, I noticed that there was a huge population of those who did not have a place to stay, who lived on the streets. And in, in seeing what I was seeing, I was like, wow, what is going on? So I started this organization um, called Saving Souls. SOLES because a lot of them were barefooted. So I started off just getting flip-flops and board shorts. And I had a few soldiers I mentored, and, and they were very interested in, in the things I was doing on Saturdays, and, and it, it really it just grew. It took off um, from there and, and we started getting donations of, of just flip-flops and board shorts. And, and when I sit down and, and talk to them, I don't come from a, a spiritual standpoint as far as, you know, me being a a Christian, this is what I'm supposed to, but hey, we're both humans. I don't care what religion you are. Hey, you're in need. So that's one of the biggest things that, um, working with the homeless and and this, a lot of the, the concerns that I see is a lot of them, the ones I've dealt with have mental disorders Mm -hmm. and family members at times don't have the time to, um, deal with these folks and, and they're human beings. Yeah. And they end up being, you know, they're, they're over 18, and they're like, well, you know, you go live on your own. And they choose to be homeless. They choose to be by themselves. So I take the time to talk to them. And, you know, the first weeks, you know, they may not say it works. If there's anything you need, just get a call. Here's my phone number. And believe it or not, um, I will get phone calls saying like, hey, I need shorts. I need a tent. And I'll get it to them. No questions asked.
1: Yeah, that's huge. And thanks for sharing that because, you know, I talked about this recently on an earlier show in that if you're doing amazing things in your community, um, this was a conversation I had with Timothy Sykes, who wrote a million dollar check to Pencils of Promise, which is an organization to build schools around the world in developing countries. And he got a lot of flack for the fact that he would post a picture of a giant check you know, that he was signing off to some organization. Uh, he's got his own foundation as well, the Timothy Sykes Foundation. He gives a lot to the Boys and Girls Club. And he is very big in social media, and a lot of people are just beating him up about it. You know, you shouldn't be posting that kind of stuff. And personally, I think you should. People people will constantly post stuff about, you know, two girls fighting in a front yard or, you know, some heinous car accident or something like that. But and And that will get shared a million times. But as soon as somebody posts something that they're doing good in the community, people want to say, oh, you should keep that to yourself. You shouldn't share that kind of information. And I call BS because I personally think that's the type of stuff that should be shared. You know what it did? When when Timothy started posting that picture of him you know, signing a million-dollar check to this organization, other people in his circle started donating to that organization and other organizations because they saw what he was doing. So along with people bashing him for it, a lot of good was coming out of it as well. And Isaac, I didn't know that you were doing that with the you know flip-flops and the board shorts and all that kind of stuff as well as I know you. And shame on you because <laughs> I should have known about that so that I would be able to um, participate in that as well. Because we do have a very large uh, homeless population here in Hawaii. Uh, and they need those simple, those simple little things, toothbrush kits and, and stuff like that to, uh, to help them out.
0: Well, that's the other part of it. And I I commend Timothy for what he's doing because, you know, when you catch flack for doing something, I I tell people my way of doing something is is better than your way of doing nothing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so, and and I I, I don't go out and tell people what I'm doing. And I'll tell you, let me give a a shout out to um, the Airmen's Attic over at Hickam Air Force Base because they put toiletries together that we take to the domestic violence shelter, the men's homeless shelter, the women's homeless shelter. They do a lot, comforters, like a lot. And in fact, uh, we had did a, um, right there in, um, at Triple Medical Center, we had did packages for um, people who are going through cancer treatment, uh, chemotherapy treatment. And just to see the smiles on their faces to get that and just have someone sit down while they're going through chemo was amazing. My mother passed away from leukemia at age, of, you know, I was five, she was 29. So I have a soft spot for for those who are ill. That's why I chose the profession I'm in, taking care of others as a combat medic. Um, Because I do. It's it's a passion I have. I love it. I don't get tired of doing it. And you're right. You know, that's something I could have shared and said, hey, you know what? This is what I'm doing. So, you know, again, you know, some of the things that I do, I I, I keep private. And if if those that know me want to be involved, I allow them to, to infuse themselves uh, into the situation because, you know, people who are in need, they can tell when someone's there just to kind of like fill up like pity for them. But I don't go there in pity. I go there with a loving heart. Uh, if I was in the same position, I know you would do the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. And when they open up, it's a beautiful thing because they let me know who else is in need. They also point out who are veterans and I get them to the VA so they can get help, which is a beautiful I mean just a beautiful and honest thing. Yeah. You gotta get you have to get to know your community. Sure, you're involved in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I said shame on you, but at the same time shame on me as well, because I can be more observant in that as well. So uh, it goes both ways, quite frankly. And I and I commend you for doing that and anybody else who does that, rather anonymously uh, or sharing that with other people so that they can get involved as well. Uh, I, I really dig that. So Isaac, we're gonna shift right now. We're gonna Pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that, brother? Absolutely. All right, man. So give our men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today and whatever it is that you feel that uh, they need at this point. Well, you know, my main three
0: things I would say, one is, is um, being honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with those that you're around. Um, loyalty. You have to be loyal. Like, loyalty is, is my, my number one thing. Uh, and secondly is, is uh, be respectful. Respect goes a long way. Uh, even in times when, when you're, you're not being respected, um, showing a little respect and patience goes a long way.
1: Yeah, it really does. It changes the other person's um, reaction towards you and changes their mood. So what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Isaac?
0: Well, it's one thing is, is looking back and reflecting and being grateful for um, the things that, that happen. To me, and the things that I make happen, um, with good or bad, because I, I believe uh, every experience is a learning experience. Yeah. And taking the time to, you know, just reflect daily, literally daily, how my day went and how I can make it better the next day, mm-hmm. and how can I make someone else's life better? And if I wrong someone, you know, because I'm not perfect, I'm not perfect by far. But if there's something that, as I, I review my day, and I say, "Hey, that person may have taken this the wrong way." Let me follow up. I will follow up with you. And if there's anyone in the world right now today that I've offended and I don't know I offended you, let me know. I'm man enough to apologize.
1: I'm smiling at that because um, I remember a conversation that you and I had because I had posted something on Facebook in reference to what was going on in my life at that point in time. And it was, I'm not, we're not, I don't really want to get into the whole thing right now. It'll open up another can of worms. But um, you took it a completely different way. And it was because of what was going on in the world at that point in time. And you blasted me on Facebook. And then we sat and talked about it. And it was like, (laughs) and then you did a public video or something, you know, kind of saying, look, this guy, you know, I took it the wrong way and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just really came back and ate crow, if you will. Uh, And I just, it was classic Isaac, man. I just love it.
0: You know, as my dad would say, sometimes you eat feathers, sometimes you eat chicken, you know, and, and, You got to be man enough to eat what you
1: eat. Yeah. Yeah. And finish it. Yeah. And I've done the same thing. I've been, I've been on the other side as well, man. I appreciate that. So what are you reading or listening to right now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why?
0: Um, you know, I started to get into, uh, Dean Coots. Um, I've been reading uh, in the past, a lot of leadership books, Mm -hmm. but you know, I started to take a time to kind of like enjoy life and just be like, shut my mind off and, and get into someone else's world. So, um, Right now, I'm reading From the quarter uh, of His Eyes by Dean Koontz. Um, I, I, I love his writing style. So I'm really getting into Dean Koontz, and that's something that I'm, um, I'm reading. I listen to a lot of Men of Abundance. And there are times I, I re-listen to something. I'm like, wow, I didn't hear that the first time in that person's message. and and I take notes.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And the fact of the matter is, I have these conversations, then I do the editing, and then I listen to the entire show again. And even when I listen to the entire show again, uh, I get something out of it as well. And that's true with many other books and you know podcast or whatever else that i'm listening to uh and that's a really important note to take and i appreciate you saying that because you can read even the bible you can read one part one you know proverb and then when you're 18 and you read it again when you're 28 and 38 it's going to mean something completely different to you and you're going to get something else out of it because of where you're at in life so that's really cool yeah you
0: know and i do believe wally that you can't control how how other people receive your energy Anything you do or say gets filtered through, through their lens of whatever personal stuff they are going through mm-hmm. at that moment, which is not about you. And I tell people, just keep doing your thing with as much integrity, uh, integrity and love as, as, as possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what do you feel holds most people back from truly living a life of abundance?
0: Change. Um, fear of change. Uh, people get comfortable and... And the daily things that you do over and over and over. And they don't want change. They say they want change. But let me tell you, change is, 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 is something that is, you, you have to be courageous to go on and do something you've never done. It changed something, your, your way of thought. Uh, whether it's a religious practice, whether it's um, in the military, how we do things. Are we doing it because it's in SOPs or policies? Or was it something that it was a tradition? So to change a tradition, uh, it takes a lot of courage. And I've had to do it with my own family and friends to include the military. Like, why are we doing this? This is hurting people and not helping people. Hurt people, hurt people. Help people, help people.
1: Yeah. Very true statement. Very, very true statement. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Isaac?
0: Going out in the world and experiencing as much as you can. I don't care if you're just sitting on the beach. Like, I watch your videos. (laughs) <laughs> with you with you on the beach and it, it's, it's just beautiful because i can experience through what you're seeing and i'm like well wow, i can see myself there so just taking the time taking a moment to to look at the world and see all the beauty that's around us is there take the time to enjoy it
1: yeah it really is and i appreciate you know, watching a good video and seeing where people are at. But man, I'm telling you right now, you can watch TV, you can watch other people's videos, you can live vicariously through their lives. But you got to get out and collect those experiences. I truly 100% agree with that. So Isaac, we're going to close this up, man. It's been a great, great conversation. As I knew it would be, I had no idea where it was going to go. But I love where it went. And I love, you know, just our typical conversation (laughs) you and I usually have. Uh, But as we close this up, what did we not talk about that you'd like to ensure that our abundant leaders hear from this conversation?
0: Family and friends are important. Take the time to pick up the phone and check on one another. If you haven't heard anything I said, please, you just don't know the amount of pain that when you lose someone to suicide, how much it hurts. I tell you, tell people you love them. Tell someone that you care. Because you may be the only person that they're holding on to, that they're fighting to stay on this earth for, and that they know you'll be disappointed if you didn't get a chance to talk to them. So take the time to check on one another. That's that's it in a nutshell.
1: Excellent. Absolutely love it, 100%. All right, man, we're going to close this up. And uh, I truly appreciate you jumping on, even after winning all of those games. I know you guys got a lot to c- celebrate uh, today, What are you guys going to do for the rest of the day?
0: Well, hey, they jumped into, um, we entered three tournaments. So it's the start of the, uh, the last tournament. And so they are, they're going into it on a high um, with this last win. They won it all. So hey, we are, we are the top dog. So we're the team to
1: beat. <laughs> I love it, man. Go back there to those kids, show them the time of their life. And uh, I'll see you uh, at, at another point in time, brother. Aloha.